Merciful God, we turn to you to open our hearts and minds. Let us hear your word and be transformed in our understanding, in our love, and in our desire for you. Make us a people full of mercy, turning always to you to be made new. By the power of your Holy Spirit, open our eyes that we may see, open our ears that we may hear, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, may we hear what it is you say to us this day. And let God's people say, Amen. Our first reading is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 1 through 9. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Our second reading comes from the Gospel according to Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those eighteen who were killed in the Tower of Siloam fell on them. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good... But if not, you can cut it down. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I was thinking about Isaiah and Luke and this interwoven story they tell. And one of the things that has always struck me, a way that Jesus opens before this parable, it opens it up with a reminder of mortality. And he opens it up with a reminder that we don't always know what's going on. We often will like to say that everything happens for a reason. They definitely thought that in Jesus' time. That often the reason was simply 
somebody along the lines had done something wrong and somebody else is going to pay for it. That it might have been that their parents had done something wrong and the child suffers for it. It might be that they had done something wrong and so sooner or later it was going to catch up with them. They thought everything happened for a reason. And that whatever happened to us, we were to blame. Whether good or bad, if something good happened, then it must have been because we did something good. And if something bad happened, then it was because we did something bad. We often like to think that we are beyond that. From my experience, we still fall back on that. We still fall back on everything happens for a reason. Jesus paints a different picture. They tell him about some who are killed by Pilate. And he says, well, were they worse sinners than anybody else that they suffered this fate? Were they worse than anybody else? Had they done something wrong to deserve it? No. What about people killed in an accident? Did the accident happen because of something they had done? No. Jesus points out that they didn't have to be worse people to suffer from some sort of misfortune. That they didn't have to be sinners to suffer from something bad happening. Because bad people will do bad things. Bad things happen. The commonality that Christ finds in this, though, is that they met the same end that we will all meet. The end of this mortal life. That we will all end that same way. Maybe not in the same manner, but it comes to an end. The hope he gives, though, is that it doesn't have to be the end of everything. It doesn't have to be that final period on the end of the sentence, ending the story, closing the book. Do what's right and do what's good. And there'll be something more written there. That what happens isn't because you are a good person or a bad person, because often what happens in this life is because of what happens in this life. Because sometimes we make good choices and sometimes we make bad choices and sometimes people make bad choices for us. Sometimes good choices are made on our behalf. But there's so much we have no control over. What we do have control over, though, is how we live our lives. Do we do what's right and what's good? Or do we simply look out for ourselves and ignore everything else? Isaiah brings this point home when he talks about come and drink, come and eat. At no cost. Come and share in this meal. Come and share in this celebration. Come and share in all that has been promised to you. Come find what is good. And know that the Lord is watching out for you. Because what good is your money? What good is your power in the end? One might say that The people who died in the accident are 
no difference in the people who were killed and the people who were rich and died before they could do anything with their money. The same as those who die in poverty. The difference is in how we live our lives. In Lent, we are reminded that this life has a finish point. That our time here has a line drawn that we don't know where it is. Do with the time we Do we try to do as much as we can to gain as much wealth and power as we can, to make ourselves as prestigious as we can, to do as much as we can, that this life will be all about us? Or do we seek out others, share all that we have, do all that we can, bless all that we can, and do what is right and what is good, whether or not it's profitable, whether or not it gives us status. Because what good is that status? What good is that wealth? If none of it is with us. If none of it is there when we reach the end of this journey. The other part of that message is not repent sometime down the line. It's not do what is good when it's convenient. It's do it now. Show others hope. Invite others in. Care for them today. Love them now. Because the people who died in the tower accident didn't expect that that was going to be the last chance they would have to be able to care for one another and be able to love one another. But it was. Those killed by Pilate didn't expect that to be the end of their journey either. But it was. A rich man may build up wealth, build up a vast power system, build up everything he can, and think, oh, now that I've got all this in place, I'll be able to live out my days happy and free and die that very night. All we know is that we have been given time. We don't know how much. We can let that do one of two things. It can frighten us into being worried every moment of the day about when that time will come and what we need to do to prepare for it. Or, we remember that each day is a gift and a blessing and that we share and our gifts and our blessings. We are called to share with one another all the good that we have been given and all the blessings we have been shown. To help one another that we may share in hope, that we may share in peace, that with everything that we do, that we make the world a better place, that everything that we do, we give someone hope that they didn't have before that we shine a little bit of light in the darkness, 
And whether we are remembered by thousands or we are remembered by few, that we do good. Because God remembers. If we are going to bear fruit, we have to be willing to take the chance of letting ourselves grow and getting out there and doing. We can't be so afraid of doing that we never actually do anything good and just wish we could do good. Because there's something good we can do this very moment. When we step foot out those doors, there's likely somebody that we've been meaning to talk to, somebody that we're meaning to go see, somebody that we've been meaning to say sorry to, somebody that we have been holding out on forgiving. Somebody that we need to remind that we love. Someone we know needs to be reminded they're not alone. The question that Jesus is asking us is, what are you waiting for? Bear fruit. Don't wait till the season is right, because the season is now. Don't put off what you could do today until some other time, because it would be more convenient, because... There may not be another time. Love. Share. Help one another. Grow with one another. And share in the experience and the joy that is life. Because no matter how long or how short our time is, Together, The Lord has placed us here together that we may help one another, that we may love one another, that we may grow together. That we may find something more than simply seeking earthly comforts. But that we may bear spiritual fruit that we may all share in the joy that we find in God. Let us share in hope and peace. Let us share in mercy and love. And let us share every moment, thankful for all that we have been given, ready to invite others in to share all that we are and all that we have known, that we may love without limit and bear fruit to God's steadfast love, to that enduring faith, and bear witness to the promise that we all have something more in store. Amen.